Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. And thanks for listening to the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, or what we love to call the KMC. We've been around a long time, and uh, I am so grateful for all of the listeners who spend time listening to the podcast. Thank you for those of you that take a moment and send us a message and let us know that you're listening uh, for commenting in the Facebook group and saying, I'm a podcast listener, and this has really helped me. Those kind of little encouragements go a long way for us. And so we'd like to hear from you. Uh, we, we would love to hear from you, especially as we're drawing close to 100,000 downloads. That's a huge number. And I got to say thank you, thank you, thank you for making us one of the top rated children's ministry podcasts out there. And we love to serve you so much. So. Again, if there's an episode you would like to hear a topic, we do listen and we get a lot of our ideas for episodes or guests from you, our faithful listeners. So please don't take it for granted. And if you would take a moment, leave a rating, helps us get the podcast out there. Every every review helps. Every subscription uh, subscriber to our podcast helps. So thanks for taking a moment and doing those things. And if, if you haven't subscribed, would you do me a favor and do me the honor of taking a moment, subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review for us? It just helps us out. Believe it or not, we don't have a lot of people that take the time to do that. And it really doesn't take, but just a couple of moments and it goes a long way. But somehow, some way, people continue to share this podcast with others and they listen and they download and we are grateful. So again, one more time, thank you for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you today. I've been thinking and praying, what, what do I share for this week's podcast? We've got some great interviews coming up, by the way. Uh, we've got Uncle Charlie. We've got uh, Larry Fowler. We've got... Uh, Jason Tilly coming back on. We've got some great guests coming in some future episodes here. So stay tuned for those. But I recently got asked by a listener and a friend, uh, what are some ways that I've found to equip people? Because honestly, one of the best recruitment tools I have found for children's ministry leaders, people always ask me in, in all your years of ministry, how did you recruit people? What did you find most successful? Here's one of my top tips for you. Seriously, the best, one of the best recruitment tools is being able to tell people, look, I will equip you. I will train you. I will show you how. I will keep you updated. I will encourage you. Here's the thing. Uh, we have found over the years that the one of the reasons why people don't want to serve is because we've dumbed down the ministry. We've made it actually less valuable. So think about that. Because that's what we're going to be talking about in this week's episode, is how do we raise the bar in children's ministry? How do we equip 
people to do powerful, impactful ministry. So that's what's coming up on this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Before we do, let me talk about kmccoach.net. Listen, I know there's a lot of leaders out there that think, I don't know if I could handle being coached or why do I need to be coached? I've been in ministry for a little while or I can't afford coaching. It's too expensive. Well, let me tell you about kmccoach.net. It is not a program. It's a journey. It's custom designed to you, the leader, and where you want to go. I've had senior pastors hire me as the coach for their children's pastor or family ministry leader, and we custom build the journey for them. There's no curriculum to purchase. There's no memberships to subscribe to. It's a budget-friendly, affordable And for everybody, that word means something different. But when we sit down and talk and you go through a clarity call with me, we figure out what can you afford? How will it work for you? What does this journey look like? How long will it take? What's going to be the benchmarks to show you that you have growth, to show your senior leadership that you have growth, and why it's worth your investment, both time and financially? KMC Coach has been proven to help many, many leaders on their on their leadership journey and process to grow their ministry with greater impact. So consider it. Maybe this is the time for you to invest in yourself and invest in your ministry so that you know how to equip people for the greater work of the ministry. So check out kmccoach.net. You can request a clarity call. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. If we're not the right fit for you, we'll help you find a coach that is. So consider kmccoach.net. Now, let's dive into this week's podcast about how do we equip people and why should we equip people? Let me tell you, one of the best people I've ever listened to on equipping people has been John Maxwell. Next to Jim Weidman, uh, John's been my coach from afar kind of mentor, and I am so blessed and, and if you haven't subscribed to his podcast, you ought to, because he has so much gold to listen to. And, and so some of this podcast is inspired by his podcast about equipping people um, and things that I've picked up over the years from both him, Jim Weidman, uh, man, so many people. I don't want to start naming because I will forget people. But there was a great quote that John Maxwell said that it's only as we develop ourselves that we're going to have the credibility to develop others. It's only as we develop ourselves that we have the credibility to develop others. So one of the big things in recruitment and one of the big things in leading teams is you must, as a leader, develop yourself. You have to develop yourself as a leader so that you can have the credibility to develop others. Now, some of you leaders out there are fantastic organizers. You've got your task list. You've got your calendar. You're all about those tasks. And yet you struggle with getting volunteers. Why is that? Some of you are super creative. You're more the piles, not files kind of person. And you're going Mach 3 with your hair on fire. And, and you're very personal, you're very people-focused, and yet you struggle with finding volunteers and keeping them. Well, again, it goes back to this idea that 
as we develop ourselves, we have credibility to develop others. Both leaders, both types of leaders can struggle with volunteers and keeping volunteers and equipping volunteers for different reasons. Sometimes the analytical task-driven people are so task-driven and analytical that you forget to really focus on the heart of people and you forget to know your teams, but you're great at telling them what to do. You might need to spend more time developing your people skills, developing your listening skills, slowing down and focus less on the task and more on the person. We'll talk more about that later in the podcast. Some of you that are so people person, you might be so disorganized that the people that you're trying to attract are more analytical and they're put off by the chaos. They need some order and you're going to need to learn some disciplines and some habits so that you can speak their language and give them what they need to be successful. So listen, equipping is a huge thing. That's why we have to learn about people and we have to learn what do they need? what, How do they need to be equipped so that we can lead them well? So it's only as we develop ourselves that we get that credibility to develop others. If people see that you're working on these skills that you need to lead, it gains credibility for you. And it's amazing how it draws people to your team. Listen. We have got to keep growing. So making, equipping your number one responsibility is huge. It's always easier to just dismiss people than it is to train people. We, we just put them into a, 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 a role of a small group leader or whatever, and we don't really train or equip them. We're just so happy to have them on our team. We just dot, throw them into the room and boom. Well, no great leader ever built a reputation on just throwing people out to the fire. Um, you need to be able to equip people, prepare them for what's involved, give them the big picture. It's important for us to make sure that we equip people. So let's talk more about how do we do this and why is equipping our uh, it's so important. Why should it be our number one responsibility? Well, there's a number of things here that we have to make sure that we're doing. We need to figure out how much time do we really have to spend equipping people? What should we equip them on? Do I have to do it all myself or can I delegate it? Listen, you can either be an addition table or a multiplication table. In addition table, you can add people one by one. You can train them one at a time, grind it through, spending weeks and hours with them. Or you could equip a few, train them, develop them, give them the heartbeat of the house, <laughs> share your heartbeat and your passion for the ministry, and then release them to recruit and equip others. Um. One of the best things I ever did was finding two or three people that were great people people. Yeah, I love people. I am a people people. I'm not an analytical. I'm a people people. <laughs> I love being around people. I'm an extrovert. And you know what? I found an introvert and an extrovert, both who were great at their roles, great small group leaders. They were great with kids. I trained them, I poured into them, I equipped them with leadership tools and abilities. 
I help them uh, understand our priorities and our mission and our vision for our children's ministry. I help them understand what it, what kind of people we were looking for, the roles that we had open in our children's ministry for small group leaders, for worship team, for sound, for security, for first impressions. They knew every position, every role and what we were looking for. And then I would say, now, who do you know that I need to know? Who needs to come join our team? And we turn them loose after making that list. Why? <laughs> I could have never reached all of those people, but they had ways of getting to those people. They knew people who knew people. And together, because I had equipped them, I became a multiplication table rather than an addition table. So listen, we need to consider equipping a number one responsibility. If I had never equipped them, they would never be able to become multiplication tables themselves. And listen, the, the, the more we do this and the more we prioritize this, the more our people will prioritize it. My team began to look around for other people. They began to say, hey, do you know that this person is great with kids? Have you ever talked to them about joining our team? And I'd be like, you know what? No, I haven't. But could you do that for me? Here's an application to get them started on the onboard process, have them fill this out for us or have it, give them this link to go online and fill out our form. And one of our team coaches will be in touch to get them started in the process. It was a powerful, powerful thing. And it communicated such value and it helped my team realize that we were all about equipping people to do the work of the ministry, just like the Bible challenges us to do. And you know what? My group got committed. They were committed to finding the best of the best to serve in our children's ministry. They worked hard at going out and talking to people and building our winning team. Here's another reason why I think that was true, because our team cared about each other. They loved to be together. We would pull our team together for fun and, and, and just fellowship. We would plan at times of, of gathering that were just pure fun. No agenda, no training, just fun and connection. And do you know what can happen sitting around a, a table having pizza and playing Uno? <laughs> a lot. Doesn't sound like much, but a lot. Sitting around a fire pit. One of the best things I used to do is fire pit Fridays where we would invite people to come to our home and just sit around the fire, have some s'mores, hang out, talk. Fall's a great season to do some of those kind of things. May not be able to do them on a Friday because of football stuff, but you could do a Saturday or even a Sunday night and invite people over just to come and hang out. When you get people caring about each other and committing to serving each other, they look out for each other. They don't want to just come in and, and not care for one another. They want to help each other. Equipping people to care for each other is something that often gets overlooked. We often think about equipping as being, well, here's how to do the tasks. But it's more about that. It's more than that. We need to equip our teams to serve one another, to have that foot washing mentality that I would wash your feet for you. I would I would serve, I would go the extra mile. Yeah, I would substitute for you, 
so that you would turn around and sub for me. I had a fantastic team in one church that literally, if somebody needed a weekend off, there was always somebody else stepping in the gap because they knew if they did it for them, they would do it in return when they needed a break or when they needed a time off. Caring for each other, equipping equipping people to care for one another is a powerful, powerful thing. It's a team mentality when it comes to equipping. I help you get better. You help me get better. And together we all get better. I heard about Coach Don Shula, the great football coach of the Miami Dolphins, had one of the only undefeated teams in the NFL. Talk about his strategy for equipping players. And he would say, I want, I want you to tell people what you want them to do. I want you to show them what good performance looks like. Let them do it. Observe their performance. Give them praise and progress and even some redirection. And do you know what? That's really part of the process of, of equipping strategy in the church too. It's, it's not really just telling people what you want them to do. It's inviting them to a bigger vision of what you want to see accomplished in their life, calling them to something even greater that you want them to do, and then showing them what that looks like, helping them to see how they fit into God's plan in the church and what that looks like is a powerful strategy, and then let them do it. Look, they may not do it the same way or the right way, what you think is the right way, but let them do it. I've seen more leaders run amazing volunteers off because they wouldn't let them do what God's gifted them to do. The leader wanted to control it. I understand sometimes you got to rein people in. I've given people too much rope and they they tied me up with it. And got me stuck in situations that, boy, it bit me. But if you give people the parameters and you let them do it, it's amazing what God the Holy Spirit does through them. Yes, I'll observe their performance. I'll observe their ministry. And I will help give them some feedback. I'll say to them, hey, you know what? You did this so well. I loved how you listened to that child. You got down and made eye contact with them. You got down on their level and you listened and then you repeated back what you heard. I love how you were actively listening to that child. I love how you helped them and how you encouraged them, how you used God's word and you opened up the Bible with them. Now, here's something that I think you could strengthen when you're working with your kids. Instead of just asking a question and giving an answer, take about 10 seconds of silence. Let them think about it. Let them wrestle with it. Get, get comfortable with that silence. That'll make your connection with them a greater thing. See, when we phrase the, the, the redirects and the correction in a positive way, it's amazing how that person doesn't even realize that you're doing evaluation. Yes, it's an art form. If you get stuck with that, that's something that I help cover in a KMC coach uh, process is we talk about how do we evaluate people without making them feel they've been evaluated because nobody likes the evaluation process. Trust me. I went through a training program where I literally had to stand and present and the people that were listening to me had clipboards and they were checking boxes off. Ugh, 
it was so hard and it was so uncomfortable. But I also learned in the process of how when they evaluated the way they said stuff to me, it didn't feel like I was being evaluated. It was amazing how good it actually felt and how encouraged I walked away, realizing that they were trying to help me get better. So equipping is an important thing. We have to develop a plan for equipping people. What is it that you want your team to know? Maybe focus on one thing every month. And then each Sunday, you challenge them to do something a little bit more and a little bit more. You can do this in in huddles just before service. You could do it in a five-minute encouragement video that you send out. You could text them a message and say, this is what I want to focus on. Send them a little video clip. There are lots of ways for you to communicate an equipping tool. And if you just start with one a month and then spend four Sundays talking about it, you will be amazed at the progress. Now, at first, it's going to feel very painfully slow, but you'll be amazed at how you spend four weeks repeating one thing. At the end of the year, they've got 12 more tools in their toolbox that'll help them be better leaders and make greater impact for the kingdom. But you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy of what are the most important things I want my team to know? What are the things I want them to value the most? And don't forget for you to model them. Make sure you're modeling them every week. If you say that one of the things you value is a start on time, end on time mentality, and if you start with the early is on time and on time is late, are you modeling that? Because if you don't start on time and end on time, does it show that that they should value that too? Yeah. I caught me one time, trust me. That's why I brought that one up. That was a real one. Didn't always do that the best. Sometimes I still struggle with that. But I do my I work hard at keeping my clock right in front of me. And and I have a start time and an end time on my scripts so that I know where I've got to end and where I've got to to where I need to start, where I need to end. I've got a plan for my team. And I literally did do the the one thing for 12 month strategy. And I noticed after doing that for two straight years how much stronger my team was, how better equipped they were for the ministry. I listened to them and asked them, what were they lacking? What was, what were they, where were they struggling the most and developed tools for them? I showed them that I cared and I didn't want them to struggle because listen, teams will get burned out. Well, not really burned out. They'll just get frustrated out. Let's put it that way. Burnout is totally different. Um, and we use burnout in the wrong ways, in my opinion, just saying, um, don't mean to start an argument, but we, we've been throwing burnout around a lot, uh, in this last year. And, and a lot of what we're dealing with for leaders is not burnout. It's frustration out. It's overwhelm out. It's unorganized out. Yeah. Anyway, that's another podcast we'll do down the road, but you have to have a plan. And I would listen to my leaders and I would let them know. Because if I didn't listen and if I didn't care and if I didn't equip them for the things that they were needing, then they would quit. Volunteers don't quit programs that they love. They will quit the programs where they're frustrated. 
where they are undervalued, where they feel like they are only babysitters. Let me hit one more trend before we wrap up this podcast. We have really done gotten into this whole done for you culture where we do tons of things for our volunteers. We've lowered the bar a lot. I want to ask the question, has it hurt ministry? Because we try to make ministry so simple. Look at the Facebook groups when everybody asks questions about curriculum. It's not about, is this curriculum a good fit theologically and, and biblically for my group? Does it have the real end goals that I want for our children? It's, is it simple? Is it easy? Can volunteers just do it quickly? I don't want my volunteer team, my small group leaders, to feel great about the idea that they can just show up on Sunday morning and not be prepared for something. I want my volunteers to pray before they come in. I want them to read the lesson before they come in. And I don't think it's too much to ask. We just have to develop the culture. Some of us have surrendered that because we've become so desperate to fill bodies in our spaces. Am I wrong? Really? I don't think so. One of the things that, that I've realized over the last few years is if, if leaders don't think, if volunteers don't think they're doing something significant, they will quit and walk away. We got to stop making it the bar so low that they can just step over it to serve. We want to challenge our leaders to give their very best. Our children deserve the best. Our God deserves the best. So why do we ask so little? I think we've traded some of our standards and some of our boundaries if we're really gut level honest. I had to raise the bar in my culture. And it wasn't an easy process, but I wanted our volunteer team to know. So when we recruited, we let people know, look, we are expecting you to read the lesson. If it's Saturday night, fine, let it be Saturday night, but read that lesson two or three times. Know the flow. Come in ready to have a discussion with the kids. Please don't just show up on Sunday morning. And instead of spending time greeting the kids and getting to know the kids, you're nose is stuck to the script. I equipped our team to study and show effectiveness in it. We showed them how to prepare. Said, here's what you want to focus on. Read that bottom line. Read the scripture from God's word. Then read the scripts two to three times. Look at over, over the activities that you're going to be doing and consider your group of kids and how you would execute this. When we equipped our team, we raised the bar, and guess what? They rose to the challenge, and we saw our small groups become more effective places of discipleship. And in the world we live in, that is crucial for today. So how are you in equipping your teams? What will you do to make your team stronger? What will you demonstrate and, and show them? My hope is, my friends, that together we can make children's ministry even greater in this next season. We don't know how much time we have left, but we know that the world is throwing more and more garbage and the evil one is coming after the children in evil and demonic ways. And we need to stand guard. We need to watch our flocks. So I pray that if you're stuck, if you need help, if, if you're not sure how to execute these kind of things or equip your teams, 
reach out, check out kmccoach.net. I would love to walk with you and show you some things or introduce you to other leaders that I know that are executing these kind of things, that they're equipping their teams in amazing ways and seeing fruit from it. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Kids Ministry Club podcast. Come join me again for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.